Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. My week was good. It was a lot slower than my typical week, mostly by design. When we came back from California, I talked about how I needed to get back into my routines and my rituals, and I did that. Somewhat unknowingly, but kind of consciously, I also looked at the rituals and routines that I had prior to leaving and improved them somewhat, improved my workflow in terms of creating content, improved my calendaring in terms of how I do my coaching, and tweaked things to the point where I made things flow more efficiently. So that freed up a couple of hours of my week. And then I also made the conscious choice to start outsourcing my video editing. I tried it in the past, didn't really like how it worked, so pulled it back in. But now I have decided that it does have to go. And my philosophy in business, and I think the same in career, is that if there's a, a task that needs to be done, but you don't have any interest in improving your skill in that area, your time becomes more valuable. So with that said, I thought the next best thing that I could do for myself and my business is outsource video editing and just create a system around that so it didn't feel as bumpy as it did before. Long story short, with that out of the way, I have about five to six extra hours that I've bought back for myself. That's a lot of time. That's almost a full work day. And In the past, I probably wouldn't have given that much thought to the amount of time that I bought back for myself. I would probably just crowd that out with the other things that I do that are sometimes constructive, sometimes not constructive, but just fill in the crevices of my time as, you know, it happens with all of us. But I'm really trying to be more thoughtful about the time that I spend because when you're in business, time is money. So the more I can scale my time and my efforts, the more I'm going to bring in in terms of revenue. So all of that to say, this is my first week where I have a lot more free time than I've had in the past. And I'm putting a lot of thought into how I want to fill that time. I have a few ideas in mind. I don't have to apply them at work. I could pick up a new hobby or just start reading more or doing something else in my spare time. But I am pretty sure that I want to invest it back in my business. And that can look like accelerating the amount of uh, podcasts and YouTube videos that I do. Like right now, I only publish on Fridays. I could uh, bump that up to two days a week. Or I could get more serious about another social media channel. Right now, I'm on all the things, but the only two things that I am very serious about are my podcast and YouTube. I don't put a lot of energy into any other social media platform because it's just a constant treadmill of making more and more content. And the other option I was thinking about was picking up a memoir that I had started writing years ago and getting a little more serious about that. One other thing that appeals to me and makes probably the most sense is to use the extra time that I have to double down on the quality of my podcasts and my YouTube videos. So what that could look like for the podcast is doing fewer solo shows and bringing on more guests. I'm very curious as to whether or not you would appreciate that. So if you're listening to this podcast, on Spotify. There is a poll at the bottom of the screen where you can tell me whether or not you would like more interview shows or if you prefer the solo format. But anyways, those are the several different options I have in terms of reinvesting my time in my business. And I share that thought process with you because as ADHDers, 
We are not very intentional about how we spend our time. I'm classic for this. And we have a tendency to say yes to things that make absolutely no sense for us and that go nowhere. So for the first time in my life, I'm actually thinking about how I could spend this time so that it will move me closer to the direction and vision for myself and my business rather than putting it into a new flash-in-the-pan hobby that might not last very long. Ouch. If you know, you know. So anyway, those are the things that I am thinking about today. And all of that is, in my mind, a journey towards managing my ADHD at higher and higher levels. I would not have had this level of executive function skill two years ago, but I have it now. And a lot of that comes down to the habits and rituals and processes that I've put in place in my life to enable me to show up and be my best self here, as opposed to squandering my energy in a million directions, as I've done for the majority of my life. And that I know a lot of us do that. And that's a perfect segue into today's podcast, because what I'm talking about is how to set your life up in such a way that it does work for you, that it flows better, that it's more ADHD friendly, and that it serves you in the highest possible way. So I walk through the five pillars of ADHD friendly lifestyle design, and I share what I have done that works for me. And Hopefully, that will inspire some ideas for you. Please don't take everything I do verbatim, but take what resonates and add it to your life. Just small doses here and there can make a huge difference over the course of your life so that over time, you're reinvesting your energy in a very intentional way towards the highest vision for yourself. So on that note, let's roll to the podcast and I will talk to you next Friday, guys. Ciao for now. You know how I always say that the world wasn't built for us ADHD or so we need to bend it in our direction? Well, today I'm gonna show you how to do that. We are going to walk through the five pillars of an ADHD-friendly lifestyle and how you can build one so that you feel more confident, more aligned, a little less overwhelmed and discombobulated so that you can go after your best damn ADHD life. So with that said, let's knock down the five pillars that I think are important to building your ADHD-friendly lifestyle. The first one is environment. That's your physical environment and also let's say your digital environment and the people that are in your environment. Everything that surrounds where you are, where you go, your home, your car, your office, all of that includes your environment. And if you are living in chaos and clutter, if your environment stresses you out and it's just very distracting, then it is your personal responsibility for your mental health to do whatever you can to adjust your environment so that it works for you. What do I mean by that? Making sure your space is a haven. It starts by thinking about what kind of space do you want to live in in order for you to feel relaxed and at ease and really just calm your nervous system. Because when your nervous system is in rest and digest, then you have access to your prefrontal cortex, all those executive functions like planning and productivity and organization and task initiation, all of those things, executive functions. So your nervous system has to be in a relaxed state in order for you to optimize that. So for me, that means not living in a cluttered environment. I am not somebody who loves to clean. Okay, I love cleaning things where there's a definitive end, like folding a basket of laundry or cleaning a counter and it goes from messy to clean. Love that stuff. But for the most part, I don't like cleaning because it's something that you always have to do. However, 
What I don't like even more is living in a place with lots of clutter and stuff all over it because I find it really hard to focus on what I'm doing when I have a lot of clutter. Noise is another thing. We moved all the way to Austin from California so that we would have more space. And what we looked for in particular was something that backed onto a green belt because I love seeing green, it calms my nervous system. But I also love the fact that the only thing you really hear aside from my dog coughing in the background are the birds tweeting. And that is a big deal for both my husband and I. Other small things I do to improve my environment and help me feel more relaxed are essential oils. I think I've got a little a diffuser back there somewhere. I've always got chill spa music going on on the Sonos. Personally, I don't have like a super duper clean home, but it is always somewhat organized so that it doesn't stress me out. I always have tons of blankets everywhere because I love soft textures. It makes me feel good. I've always got my Sonos playing to some spa music. Can you hear that? Just total chill stuff that calms my nervous system and makes me feel good. That is how I build an ADHD-friendly environment. The next thing I wanna talk about is self-care. And I don't necessarily mean manicures and bubble baths, unless that's something that really calms your nervous system and makes you feel well cared for. For me, self-care has more to do with how am I feeling in my body. So for example, on most of my videos, you'll see me wearing sweatpants and leggings because that's what I feel most comfortable in. I'm very sensitive. If I'm wearing clothes that don't make me feel comfortable, like hard pants, I am just not at my best self. Self-care also looks like getting out for walks every day. I love being outside and getting the sun on my face. It gives me vitamin D and just the act of walking makes me feel so good and it helps me to process emotions. Self-care is also about preparing my own meals. So I don't do this all the time and I'm not a great cook. I do very simple meals by making sure that the majority of things that I'm eating in the day are not highly processed. It goes a long way in terms of my energy and my ability to focus because we all know that the gut and brain are highly connected. And when you eat crappy food, you feel crappy up here. When we're talking about self-care, a lot of it is truly understanding who you are and what gives you energy versus what takes it away. And a big piece of that is introversion versus extroversion. So even though I'm not a shy person at all, I am quite introverted. I love working by myself and I love working my home. When I worked at an office, so much of my energy was poured into getting up on time and figuring out what to wear and putting myself together, getting in the car, driving to work, getting to the office, dealing with all of the overstimulation associated with working in an office, especially in a cubicle, when there's just so much ambient noise and somebody always ends up microwaving a piece of fish. Like there's just way too many things going on for me to feel comfortable and at home working in an office. So part of self-care for me, finding remote positions long before the pandemic ever happened where I can work from home, control my environment and preserve my energy for working in my zone of genius. So in terms of creating your own special blend of self-care, I would start with really understanding what gives you energy and what takes it away. Because obviously the more you can do in life to manage your energy is gonna go a long way in terms of self-care and just feeling your best every single day. The next thing to consider when you're designing an ADHD-friendly lifestyle is to consider structure and routines. This was the big missing piece for me prior to my diagnosis and prior to getting coached on how to thrive with ADHD. I had no idea how important routines and structure truly are because we do struggle with executive function and working memories. So we're not great at remembering what's most important and what we need to do next. So 
Externalizing things in your environment is critical. Now, if you've been around here for a minute, then you already know that my biggest tool around structure is Notion. I have a planning ritual that I go through every week. So that helps me really just look at what's coming up the week ahead. How much energy am I gonna need to bring to certain commitments and responsibilities? And where's my recovery time? Because if I'm constantly having my energy pulled in different directions without recovery time, I burn out. And that comes back to this idea of self-care and really knowing what you need to maintain sustainable energy. So for me, that is my main source of structure. Because I'm an entrepreneur and I do have a lot of autonomy over my schedule, it's even more important for me to have as much structure in place as possible or I'll just waste the day away doing busy work. So I like to theme my days. Monday's always about creating content. Tuesday is always about editing the content I created on Monday. Wednesdays and Thursdays are coaching days and Fridays are my potato days where I catch up on everything I need to catch up on before the next week begins. So those are just some ways that I build structure into my lifestyle. In terms of routines, I've talked about this a lot and I will link up here to the video I did about my morning routine, but this is so important. My routines ensure that I get enough sleep, that I'm eating the right things, that I'm getting outside every day, that I'm moving my body, because if I'm not doing those things, I'm a bit of a hot mess. So you may think I'm all put together here, but really there's a lot of routine and structure that goes into me being my best, showing up as my best and being consistent at the things that I really want to do. All of my routines are designed to help me do the best I can to be the best I can. So in terms of building your own routines, I would go back to that self-care piece and think about what it is you really need in order to care for yourself and build that into your routine. Also look at your environment. What is it that you need in an environment to support your nervous system and staying present and focused on what it is you're doing? Make sure that taking care of your environment is also built into that routine. I know that I am not good at setting aside a half a day to clean my house. I have to do a little bit every day and it just keeps things from getting out of control. And that's how I manage taking care of my house. But you need to figure out what works best for you. The next thing I want you to think about in terms of designing your own ADHD-friendly lifestyle is connection, community, and support. This is a big one, especially for ADHDers. I find that we struggle a lot in relationships because sometimes we're misunderstood and sometimes we don't fit in the most neurotypical situations. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to find your peeps. And the best way to do that is join groups. There's tons of Facebook groups for neurodivergence, no matter what situation you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a parent of a neurodivergent kid, whatever your situation, I bet there's a Facebook group for you. Finding podcasts or folks like me on YouTube who are sharing our experiences with ADHD and everyone who comments on these videos are potential connection points for you. You may not find your next best friend on YouTube, but you are probably gonna find a lot of people that have the same struggles that you do and resonate with the same solutions that you do. So plug into that because ADHDers are seriously the coolest people ever. And I'm not just saying Saying that because I am one, but I will say since getting my diagnosis, I have joined a lot of groups. Clearly I've done ADHD coach training and started coaching a lot of ADHDers. And the one thing I will say is that we all have very big hearts. We have a strong sense of justice and we've all felt the sting of feeling misunderstood at some points in our lives. So you're gonna find a lot of compassion in this community. So go find your peeps. The last component I'm gonna share about building an ADHD-friendly lifestyle that works for you is spirituality and self-growth. And there's a lot I could say about this because I don't think it's talked about enough in terms of personal growth. 
I'm always looking to stay in positive emotion because when I'm in positive emotion, my nervous system is in rest and digest and my prefrontal cortex is online. Spirituality can mean religion, but it can also just be you understanding who you are better. For me and my spiritual path, that has meant practicing yoga, practicing meditation, getting clear on who I am as a person and really cultivating an inner life that feels good. By inner life, I mean like the things I'm saying to myself, the things that I believe about myself. So journaling, reading people that inspire me and just spending time alone and in thought and in meditation has been so helpful in terms of growing into the person I want to be. And personal growth can be anything you want it to be. It can be things you want to learn, skills you want to develop, ideas or beliefs that you want to embody. It can also be a form of self-expression, art or writing. Personally, I find that my podcast and producing this YouTube channel is a huge opportunity to express something that's not only near and dear to my heart, which is ADHD and living well with it, but also teaching and sharing all the things that I continue to learn. Because as I learn things, if I really want to understand them, I need to share them here with you as well. And I also feel coming full circle that if the world is not built for us ADHDers, then it's our job to bend it in our direction. And if there's one thing I want to do for this community is to help you bend the world in your direction so that you can live the best life you possibly can. So on that note, guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some great takeaways from it and some ideas and inspiration on how you can build your own ADHD-friendly life. There's nothing you need to buy in order to make this life more your own. In fact, it's probably more of a letting go of things that you already have to ensure that you only have around you the things that light you up and are meaningful to you. And that is gonna give you the best chance to live a rockstar, amazing, ADHD-friendly life. So on that note, guys, thanks again for watching, and I will see you in the next video. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.